Welcome to the Chocolate and Vanilla Podcast. It's great to be here today. I'm one of your hosts, Hugh Breland, and our other host is Alicia Watson, affectionately Woo-hoo. known as Chocolate. Chocolate, yes. And uh, so we are excited to, that you're giving us your ears and your listens today. And um, we're going to dive in, um, hopefully disrupt your day in a good way as we have authentic conversations about what matters. And uh, Chocolate, yeah. today um, we're going to talk about something that matters to me and to you, I think, a whole lot. Yeah. And that is the value of getting uncomfortable. Mm. That word, uncomfortable, mm. is even making some people right now twitch <laughs> in their seat, mm-hmm. right? Because, uh, man, some people are like, oh, no, I don't, I don't really want yeah to get uncomfortable yeah um and and certainly i understand the idea of living your life to get comfortable like that's a yeah. lot of people's pursuit yeah is comfort. yeah yeah um but of course when we're talking about what matters most the idea of loving someone other than yourself and contributing to the world in a, in a grander way at a grander scale is going to require some uncomfortableness. Some uncomfortableness. Yes. Yeah. You're going to have to get out of that um, that zone that just feels good yeah. to get into other people's uh, hurts and pains and s- stuff and space. So, anyways, I thought I'd throw out some ideas yeah. if you're good. And then um, love to hear you chime in and feedback and then rock and roll yourself but uh absolutely is that good absolutely let's right. get it well you know I, I was thinking um you know both of us kind of uh agree that we have a divine purpose something that is is bigger than greater than just ourselves right and uh whether you want to call it uh, divine or just um being a part of something bigger than yourself um man when it comes to i, I hear a lot of people i do hear a lot of people say that they want a bigger than themselves purpose or right. a divine purpose. Right. Um, but they don't necessarily want discomfort. <laughs> right. And I'm like, uh, well, to have this bigger purpose, but to not want any discomfort um, is is probably impossible. Right. At a certain level. And um, I think about the idea. Now, this is going to take a little bit of thoughtfulness for everybody listening, but um, – but if you think about riding an elephant, mm-hmm. now that's something I've never gotten to do. Have you ever gotten to ride? An I've elephant? not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to though. No, I, I, after we talk about this, I, let, yeah, let's we go should ride do an it. Elephant. Yeah, yeah totally, we should. Totally. Uh, right downtown, I'm sure they'll. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they won't even. We don't even have to ask. Um, but you know, I think um, if we think about our unconscious mind being the elephant. Um, and our conscious mind being the rider on top of the elephant. Um, while um, it, the, the reality is, is that elephants are creatures of habit. Right. And they like to walk and prefer to walk the same paths. And if you're riding an elephant and you see a new path and you get really excited about maybe a future destination that you can see or a turn that you can make that would give you something even more promising or whatever, um, you have to um, do more than just like 
kick the elephant in the side right. to um, to change that elephant's pathway. And I think our unconscious minds default to comfort. Right. We default to the road that we've always traveled, to doing things the way we've always done them, right. to going down the way that feels comfortable. And yet there are moments in our lives where we look out and we go, oh my goodness, either I want to create a different future or I can see a different future. I can see something promising. I can see this relationship being really cool, whatever. Um, but I will say this, that one of the greatest enemies of future change is current familiar. Mm, yeah. And I know for me in my own life, um, it, it can play out in all kinds of ways. I think about marriage. Yeah, yeah. And how it, your relationship with your spouse can become very familiar. Yeah, it can. And all of a sudden, you start talking to your spouse in a certain way mm -hmm. that is, oh, you're just the familiar. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And when when that person was unfamiliar, you yeah. talk to them in a different way. In a different way, way. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so it takes intentionality. It takes... It takes um, challenging yourself <laughs> to think different, to to react different, to act differently. Yeah. Which means getting outside of the normal lines. Yeah. Which means getting outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. In order to then accomplish these things that I would call, you know, better or or, or um, I don't know, taking the human experience to another level. Mm. And um, and and I know I've I've watched you, Chocolate, do a lot of things that challenge you, and you've you've challenged me. Yeah. Um, and I've always said that if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and so I think, uh, you know, when when I was young and I decided I wanted to pursue basketball as like a dream. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of us have those dreams whether they're athletic or not related but um but then all of a sudden it's like okay well i gotta challenge myself to shoot a thousand shots a day. right right i gotta be up longer i've gotta i gotta i gotta run harder i've gotta you know there were just all these things that mm -hmm. i needed to do and it began to change me though yeah you know, yeah it changed the my stamina it changed my you know all the things that it it did I had to again. I had to get outside of my comfort zone yeah. in order to do that. And yeah. um, and I even think about food. Like uh, many of us have comfort foods. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I like to say I also have comfort friends. Mm. Um, and they are comfortable, um, but and and they're they're. <laughs> I would say they are good to me mm -hmm. but maybe not good for me right uh, because they don't ever challenge me to get outside of my comfort and uh so i think i think there's a certain amount of of analyzing yourself and your own willingness to get outside of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and analyzing who you're who you're putting next to you in those most influential seats mm -hmm. and are the most influential people in right. your life because that's one of the things I think about with you, Chocolate. Mm -hmm. You're one of the you're you're very uh, influential in my life, mm. whether or not you realize that or not. But, I didn't realize. Well, you are. Mm. Um, but <laughs> you're you're an influencer in my life, 
So if I allow you to sit that close, I have to ask myself, okay, does this person ever challenge me? Right. To get outside of my comfort zone, right. to do something outside of the normal path that I'm always on. Right. Right. Those are those are some initial thoughts. Um, what are what are some initial thoughts that you have? Yeah, like I love your initial. First of all, your your thought your initial thoughts are just so deep, Hugh. Um, I love them, and I love um, how you uh, sprinkled your deepness with that uh, vanilla drip. <laughs> and uh, so, um, which is why we do life together, right? Because um, we are different. And so one of the things that I think about that kind of really speaks to me in regards to getting uncomfortable, because um, me, you know, we love to share our personal stories. And I can remember this, um, this time that really stood out to me when I was invited to a dinner party. And I was the only black person in the room. <laughs> so crazy. I remember what I remember my husband saying to me, baby, uh, I took a picture and he said, baby, did you know that you were the only black person in the room? And I was like, no, I didn't notice. Like, I didn't see. But don't get me wrong. I've been in rooms where they made me feel like I was the only one. But this particular dinner party, I, man, I was so uncomfortable. It was just like, I, I just was uncomfortable. I was thinking, why am I even here? Does I do I really fit? You know, are these yeah. people judging me because they know my story? Right. Like, what's the? Why did I even get invited? Um, but then one of the invited guests, she like walks over to me and and starts a conversation with me because she reminds me of how she read my book because one, you know, I'm an author, right? People, right. you need they need to know these they things. Do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> pick up her book. Pick up my book, and yeah. so um, one of her friends like gave her a copy of my book for her birthday, and so she read it, and she walks over to me um, to tell me in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, how she was raped by her father as well. And this is a white lady, right? Yeah. So I wasn't expecting this, you right. know, for the be the only black girl in the room. Right. You know, and then I get this transparent story. Yeah. So she walks over to me and she's, you know, telling me about how she was raped by her dad and she felt so bold to be able to talk to me about it because of what she had read in my book. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, again, so why am I here? And she, she tells me, she begins to tell me how she's even encouraged more than ever because she never thought that she would meet the author to the book that she read. Oh, wow. So I'm like, wow. Like, you know, I'm like blown away at this point because, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, again, I'm still like, why am I here? Right. I'm uncomfortable. And mind you, mind you, Vanilla, this is my <laughs> first time being invited to an all-white dinner party. Wow. My first time. And so I was so skeptical, again, scared, nervous, like all of these things, and uncomfortable, just all of the things that you could you could possibly imagine, right? Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that I think about is um, getting uncomfortable can have a lasting impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it had a lasting impact on me because originally I thought that I would never be invited to that kind of space. And, you know, because I don't see color and I know that all things exist, racism, white privilege, uh, black poverty, um, all of these things exist. One of the things that I'm reminded of is that if you just get uncomfortable, you will find out that your story is probably more similar than not. Yeah. Um, and so for me, my uncomfortableness was getting um, being sur being surrounded by a group of people that I wasn't used to being surrounded by. That was why I was so uncomfortable. 
But her uncomfortableness was the fact that she buried this same secret and she had no one to talk to about it in her own circle. Wow. And so I'm like, oh, my God. She didn't didn't fit. She didn't fit. In her own circle. In her own circle. That's interesting. Yeah. And so, you know, and one of the things, another thing I think about is that you can actually build community when you get uncomfortable. Yeah. Man, I have so much community just from just from accepting the invitations now. Yeah. Now it now I have to turn down some of the invitations that I get. Yeah. You know, and so some and it's and it's so crazy, but now I have so much community because I'm like, oh man, like we're going to talk about real life stuff. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I mean, even when I think about you and just our friendship and um, you know, I mean, you're a white guy, you know. There's that. From up north, right? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you and your wife, y'all do a good job of, you know, making me and my husband feel welcome and um, loving on us so well. But, you know, I've shared this with you, and I share it openly. I had to sit back in the, in the background and watch you for a minute. Yeah. I had to see if you were really the man that I thought you were and your wife was the, the woman that I thought she was because I wasn't used to your space. And I needed to see if that was the real deal. Yeah. And so there, I mean, it's just man, like this, this, this is a this is a good topic. Yeah. And I think people need to talk about it. Yeah. No, I, I do too. And I think um, I think you touched on something that was um, well, you touched on a lot of things. <laughs> um, one of those um, is just the idea that um, that getting uncomfortable. Uh, is actually not the common thing. So uncommon is uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, you have to be willing to do the uncommon uh, to to accomplish, to, to do the uncomfortable to accomplish the mm-hmm. uncommon. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is very uncommon to, um, like you said, to go into a, to, to even accept an invitation to a space that is, generally speaking, Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're not invited. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in our world today, you're not invited. Yeah. And that's and that so there's just a lot of layers. Yeah. To that. And if you don't fall in the right class, the social class, the economical class, right. the you know educational class. I mean, it just rules you out in so many different ways. It and does. oh well, you don't have a PhD. Oh no, you can't come over here. Like right. okay, what about you know? I mean hard life experiences that don't qualify me for nothing i know you know so it's very, yeah it's, it's very interesting it's interesting that that for us um the uncomfortable has is so uh tied to relationship yeah because i think the most uncomfort is tied to relationship right, right? and um and i you, you know I love this Jesus guy, mm-hmm. and Jesus made people so uncomfortable, mm. not because of who he wasn't willing to hang out with, mm-hmm. not because of who he wasn't willing to relate to, mm-hmm. but because of who he was willing to have relationship right. with, right? And because he was willing to be, he was, yeah, he was getting uncomfortable um, in, in ways, and and you know it's interesting. Uh, I've, I've thought about this with Jesus a lot that he didn't move into the city or into our world to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. He moved in to be useful. Right. But in order to be useful, he had to get uncomfortable. Right. He had to set that example. Yeah. Of getting yeah. uncomfortable. And yeah. um, that's why I love to challenge people on 
what does it look like for you to get uncomfortable? And that's like, that's a yep. real life challenge, you know? What does that look like? What kind of places do you need to go to that will make you get uncomfortable? You know, are you one that will sit up in the hippie lounge or would you go, you know, to listen to some piano or some orchestra or just go and watch um, some film festivals or go to the uh, Black Academy of Arts and Letters and check out some um, black art and some black plays or, you know, um, taking a, you know, taking a trip to. Australia and you know skydiving off the 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 Rocky Mountains or you know some of those things that right. that just are real life things that could cause you to get uncomfortable but you'll have so much fun when you do it that's so good yeah and and I think that um if we're if we're not willing to take those steps um that the, the ripple effect is the current status quo Mm -hmm. so the current status quo is there are people that fit and people that don't yeah their their current status quo is i can look down on you because you are fill in the blank right because you are not as educated as me because you are not Mm -hmm. the same color as me because you are not as influential on instagram as me right like there are all Mm -hmm. these things right um and that a lot of that has been created because we were because we as a humans as, as humans and as a society have not been willing mm-hmm. to take uncomfortable steps. Right. Yeah. And that's what makes this conversation so so uh personal and so needed. Yeah, man. Um, it's so rich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and you know, um speaking of rich, I, I wrote this down recently, uh, and I, I thought I would get your your take on it. But um you remember when we were kids, uh well when I was a kid, uh-huh. growing up in um, in elementary, I guess, I, I guess it was elementary school. Anyways, we would say the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. Okay. And there's this line in the Pledge of Allegiance that says, and justice for all. Yeah, I remember that. Right? Okay. So you're, you're at least, you're relating <laughs> to that. Yeah, yes. okay. I'm relating. <laughs> yeah, don't get in trouble now. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I wrote this down. And I thought I would I'd get your take. I want justice for all, as long as it doesn't infringe on privilege for me. Mm. And uh, and I, I think the idea of being uncomfortable for me, specifically, has to do with me giving up some of my privilege so that someone else yeah yeah can experience some blessing mm-hmm. or some type of compassion or some type of hope or some type of 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 love because the idea of love is sacrificial in nature mm-hmm. which means it's not comfortable in nature love is not comfortable mm-hmm. in nature mm-hmm. because i have to get uncomfortable to love someone right someone other than myself right and wanting justice for all really yeah do i really want justice for all yeah or does it look good just for me to say that that i want justice for all right and I and think, it looks good saying that i want justice for all looks good oh yeah oh and it looks cute to 
um, when a tragedy happens around the world to post on Instagram praying for this mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. city or something oh, yeah. like that. But but are you will I, I don't know are you willing to get uncomfortable right and not just put it put up some graphic right are you willing to get out there and help and be a part of solutions and be a part of conversations because I I still think that man the appetite for us to have our own privilege yeah and you know I talk about this a lot yeah does the pain of staying the same outweigh the pain of change yeah and in order for change to happen you got to get uncomfortable and there's a there's pain associated there and uh, I I think man we've got to look at at the way things are and go man I, I can't I can't stay that way yeah um, and and I also think one of the things that you did reference was when you go first being uncomfortable yeah when, when you go first that frees someone else up to go yeah. second yeah it does because because getting uncomfortable is contagious yeah yeah it is inspiration yeah it, it, getting uncomfortable is a bold step you know it's just Have you not been inspired by someone to get uncomfortable like did someone when you were younger inspire you at all oh absolutely my grandmother so i was raised by my grandparents period but my grandmother was one of them bold getting uncomfortable people we grew up in a time where you could sleep with the front door open the screen door not locked or anything all night long and my grandmother would see people walking down the street and just open up our home until till women and men sometimes they needed a place to sleep come on in and lay down and i mean wow. these were people that i didn't even know wow um and so you talk about somebody being raised by somebody that showed that that i saw in action uh, what it was like to get uncomfortable with people that she didn't even know. Um, my grandmother and grandfather had a very lucrative plumbing business, and um, the hired hand uh, was um, two Hispanic guys that we loved as family. They wasn't the hired hand; they were they were family. And so, um, I mean, you know, I've saw my, I, my mom has dated outside her race my whole life, and so we grew up in Southern California where it was common to be interracial. Yeah. Um, so this is what I this is what I've experienced in my own personal life. So it's it's you know, I'm used to I'm used to knowing what it's like to get uncomfortable. Yeah. I am and I'm very intentional about that. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. I know people are not. Um, but if if I'm not doing something in my daily life that will cause me to get uncomfortable, I I'm not trying to do it. Yeah. And that's just the way I roll. So yeah. yeah. That's good. And it's uncomfortable, you know, it doesn't have to be just relational. I mean, uh, no, because a lot of our listeners, um, I mean, broad range of listeners. So you have some that are just getting out of school or just maybe even going to school for the first time, going to college or something like that. You have people that are entrepreneurs thinking about starting a new business. Yeah. I mean, it. Any of those steps. Any of the, I mean, down to the food you eat. You know, I was telling my mentee the other day, um, I was asking her, did she know anything about yogurt? I mean, something so common, right? Right. And you can just never assume or judge people. And she said, "Um, oh, you know, I've never tried it. And I said, well, let's try it. And she said, oh, it don't look like it's good, this, that, and the other, whatever. I said, but have you tried it, though? 
Because sure. I said, because one of the things you don't want to be is you don't want to be the one that says, I don't like something because somebody else said that they didn't like it. Oh, you want to be the one that say, I don't like it because you know that you don't like it. Yeah. And you, I mean, uh, to our surprise, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> she liked she it. She liked it. Yep. That's good. And that, and that is a, there is no better illustration than what you just talked about and just raise the level up to people that don't look like you, smell like you, talk like yeah. you, don't have the same education as yeah. you, whatever. Yeah. And on the outside, yeah, you look at it and you go, oh, no, wait, I, that doesn't look good. Right, right, right. That doesn't look comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to stay in my lane so over here. I'm going to stay in my lane. Yeah. And it, and that's everybody, though. Yeah. Oh, that's everybody. That's everybody. Yeah. I mean, there, I do it all day long. Yeah. And then I have to remind myself, wait a minute, hold up. You know? So, yeah. 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 I mean, we all hesitate. Oh, yeah. We all hesitate. Which is yeah. it's part of it. Oh, yeah. 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 But that's why we're called to do life together. Because when you do life together... You know, you're going to get that hesitator that's going to be pulled by the one that's going to say, nope, let's go, I'm, let's, we're on the front lines, let's do it. Yeah. You know, um, and so. Which is why we need community. Absolutely. Because sometimes we are going to hesitate. Absolutely. And, uh, to have a voice that says, hey, hey, come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this is great, man. Yeah. And, and you know, um, one of the one of the things that I think maybe some of our listeners are thinking right now is, well, but you don't know my situation and there's a lot of uncertainty in my situation. So I don't know if I really want to get uncomfortable. Um, and I think the idea of uncertainty, um, is, well, how do you, how do you view that word? Uncertainty? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, you know, I always think about, uh what i get out of the uncertainty um sometimes it's good to be uncertain because you get so much more out of it yeah and so that's how i view the word i just think i think long term and i think what are the after effects yeah you know yeah and i i I look at uncertainty as an opportunity yeah and um certainly i think every time you you have uncertainty you you also at the same time have the opportunity um, because if if everything in life were easy and convenient, it I don't know where where humanity would be. Yeah. But all of the change makers that we celebrate, all of the heroes that we celebrate, whether it's Martin Luther King or um, I mean, you name yeah you name the person that has helped change the game uncertainty is built into their story time and time and time again because they don't know the end right and i think um when we cross lines right that gets us uncomfortable we don't necessarily always know the fruit right and you know in in our culture today I think a lot of it also, not only do they do we not know the fruit, we don't know who's going to get credit. Yeah. And so because we don't know who's going to get credit, yeah. it's like, no, nah, I don't want to get uncomfortable because what if I don't get credit right. when I do get uncomfortable? Right, right. That can't be the question we're asking. Right. But when we confront injustice, 
well, who, what's going to be the fruit and who, or who's going to get credit? Well, that's not the question. Right. Or when I love somebody unconditionally, do I know the fruit of it and do I know who's going to get credit? Well, that, mm. that, that goes against the definition of love. Yeah. So I do think that uncertainty actually is a great thing. It's a great thing that if our listeners are experiencing uncertainty, awesome. Yeah. It's an opportunity. And uh, I don't know. Um, as we wrap up, do you have any other last final thoughts on being yeah. uncomfortable? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I think about as we wrap up is that um, being uncomfortable um, can be a good thing. Um, and I think don't read into the word too much of uh, what uncomfortable looks like for you. Um, we all, we have to realize that um, everybody is caught to different seasons of uncomfortableness, and it's going to look different for all of us. Um, but we are called to be uncomfortable in some kind of way. But it helps us learn, and yeah, so that's I my agree. thought. And you know, I, we you've heard me say this before, to eat at the uncomfort table um, is, I think, one of the best places to start. <laughs> yeah. Just literally at the table. Yeah. Around a table, eating, drinking, having coffee with somebody that doesn't look like you, smell like you, have the same education as you, whatever. Have the same, vote the same way you do. Right. Right? Go get to the uncomfort table, and you know what? If if the outcomes are so horrible that you just want to stay in your comfortable lane, then I I can't argue with you. But my guess is is if you do if you are willing to eat at the uncomfort table to to get uncomfortable, you will experience in your life. And people around you will experience the ripple effects of your life in a very positive, um, and you will grow as a human. I mean, uh, you just talked about that. Mm -hmm. You're going to get better and make progress. And I think as humans and as a culture, we we want that. We want to get better. We want right. to make progress. And um, last thing I I, I thought um, is don't allow the greatness of your dream to be watered down by the difficulty of the discipline to get to that dream. And I think w many of us do have great dreams, but then we see all the steps that it takes to get there and it doesn't feel comfortable. And so then we don't pursue it. And, um, and so I think for our listeners, there are, there are many out there that probably are dreaming big, which right. I think is awesome. Yeah. And, um, but, then somebody's telling them, oh, but, you know, you got to do this. Right. And, you know, you know, it's going to take this, and you're going to have to do this. And right, like, which is very discouraging. And they just go back to their status quo. And I, I don't want to see that. Right. Because I would rather see these people change the game, change right. the world. Right, and, right, right. Uh, but I think in order to change the game, you got to get uncomfortable. So. You want to wrap us up? I will wrap us up. Well, friends, thank you again for joining the Chocolate and Vanilla Podcast. Tune in Tuesdays and make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. Like what you hear. Follow us on Instagram at Watson Chocolate and at Cube Breland. And come back next time because we will disrupt your day in a good way. Go.